This is the Reading Instruction Show. As always, I am your host, Dr. Andy Johnson. Today's topic, responding to text and the ridiculousness of the Common Core State Standards. However, a little story. Recently, I was out walking with my wife, Dr. Nancy Fitzsimmons. She was in the process of writing a book, The Danger of the Single Story of Disability, Vulnerability, and the Single Solution of Protection. Now, in this book, she details the abuses that take place with people who have disabilities and the systems and thinking that are locked in place that enable these conditions to continue. As I am a relatively good spouse and extremely interested in her work, I was reading through her book as she was in the final stages of preparing the manuscript. She's an exceptionally good writer and thinker, bias noted, and as such, her writing was stirring up emotions in, in me. Now, as we were out walking the dogs one evening, we started talking about her book. I began sharing similar things that I had experienced and relating how some of the very ways of thinking and behaving she was writing about were occurring to me at the university at which we both work. Now, I didn't realize that she was getting exasperated with me, a common occurrence. Finally, she turned to me and said, does everything have to be about you? I did not have a ready answer in the moment, a common occurrence, so I did some thinkering on this question, does everything have to be about me? And I'm going to answer this question a little bit later, but first, literature and exploration. In the classic book, Literature and Exploration, Louise Rosenblatt distinguished between two different kinds of approaches and responses to text, an efferent approach and an aesthetic approach. These two approaches and responses are described here. First, an efferent approach and response. In an efferent approach to reading, the reader focuses on details or information found in the text. When reading expository text, informational text, we want students to take an efferent approach. This is because the purpose for reading expository text is to gain information or construct new knowledge related to the things in the text. To do this, a comprehension strategy is usually used to enable readers to focus specifically on the content or information presented. Similarly, in an efferent response to text, the reader identifies salient or important details or information found within the text. These are used to construct new knowledge. An efferent response is appropriate when students read textbooks, articles, or the news. Now, an efferent approach and response to narrative text. An efferent approach to reading narrative text or stories would have the reader focus on story details or information found in the text. An efferent response to narrative text 
would have readers recount story details and information. However, this is highly inappropriate or silly. Why? Because the purpose for reading narrative texts or stories is to enjoy the story, not to recount story details. This is why we read stories. In the real world, when we go to bookstores and libraries, we look for good books to read and enjoy. We do not read the Harry Potter books to gain information, an efferent approach. Rather, we read them to enjoy the story, to experience a magical world, to watch the drama unfold, and to relate to familiar characters. We care nothing of plots and themes and resolutions as such. Reading is a pleasurable act. Until teachers make it not pleasurable by demanding an efferent response. Let's look now at some of the Common Core state standards. These, some of these require an efferent response to narrative text. For example, second grade standard asks students to describe the overall structure of a story, including describing how the beginning introduces the story and the ending concludes the action. Hmm. Second grade standards acknowledge differences in the points of view of characters, including by speaking in a different voice for each character when reading dialogue aloud. What if you are asked to do this with a book that you're currently reading? Hmm. Compare and contrast the themes, settings, and plots of stories written by the same author. Hmm. When you're reading a book, do you even know what the theme is of a narrative text? Determine the theme of a story. Compare and contrast the point of view from which different stories are narrated, including the difference between first and third person narrations. Oh my goodness, why, I ask you, why? Well, these might be interesting activities or things to address in a reading workshop or a literature-based approach to reading instruction, insisting that all students or any student demonstrate mastery of these standards is patently absurd. It shows that these literacy standards were put together by literacy amateurs. When in your adult life have you been asked to do any of these things? Now, if I was reading a good book and somebody asked me to acknowledge differences in the points of view of characters, including speaking in a different voice for each character when reading dialogue aloud, I would most likely tell that person to go away, or much worse, so that I could enjoy the story. As stated previously, in our real-world adult lives, we read narrative texts for the sole purpose of enjoying them. Anything else distracts from this purpose. The Common Core State Standards are all examples of efferent responses to narrative text. Teaching and expecting mastery of any of these standards is ludicrous.
because it takes time away from reading and enjoying and talking about good books. And they have nothing to do with how real adults approach narrative text in the real world. Now let's take a look at, at, at an aesthetic approach and response. In an aesthetic approach to reading, the reader focuses on being engaged in the experience of reading, of living through the events being described. In a, an aesthetic response, the reader makes a personal and emotional connection with the characters and drama unfolding. In short, you read, you enjoy the very act of reading. As described previously, stories are to be read and enjoyed. This is why we read them. Nobody that I know of reads a good book to distinguish a point of view or to compare and contrast patterns of events. Demanding that students describe story details and themes and plots is a form of gentle interrogation that should not take place. Now, could you imagine coming out of a movie theater and somebody insisting that you recount for them the plot and resolution or identify the theme of the movie or describe a character and explain how their actions contribute to the sequence of events? You would most likely say something to that person. But instead, if someone asked you what you thought of the movie, or a book, or which were your favorite parts, you would most likely have much to say. So, two big ideas. The point is, literacy standards should not be designed by literacy amateurs, as literacy standards most often are. There are some things that should be left to educational professionals, like classroom teachers. And second, in our approaches to literacy instruction, we must always focus on real-world macro goals for reading versus artificial micro goals. When reading narrative text, the macro goal is for students to be able to read and enjoy the story. When reading expository text, the macro goal is for students to read and understand or construct knowledge with the text. Which brings us back to my wife's question, does everything have to be about me? The answer is yes, when it involves reading. Let me explain. Good writing of any kind, expository or narrative text, invites readers to think laterally, to make connections to their own lives and experiences. My wife's manuscript was such, it engaged me in a way that stirred emotions, and these emotions made me think of my own lived experiences. I could not help but make connections. As well, the concepts were described in such a way that I was able to use them to connect with concepts and constructs that I already knew, and in the process, constructed new knowledge. So yes, it became all about me. And it's all about them. Reading of any kind can be a powerful experience if our students are able to make it about them. That is, if they are able to make connections with their own lives and lived experiences. 
Now, we can help them make these kind of connections by using some of the types of discussion questions or journal prompts. And I'm going to uh, uh, describe a couple of these. First of all, with narrative text, identify an emotion a character felt, and then ask students to describe a time or experience from their lives when they felt the same emotion. Identify a story experience or event. Ask students to describe a similar experience or event that they have observed or experienced. Ask students to use a comparison chart or a Venn diagram to compare and contrast one of the following, them to another character, a life character to a story character, a life event to a story event, a life setting to a story setting, a life action to a story action, or a life problem to a story problem. You could identify a problem in the story and then ask students to work in groups using a problem-solving strategy to solve that problem. Students would then individually write their solution in a journal or reading log. Ask students to identify and describe what they would do in a similar story situation. Or simply ask students to describe thoughts or images they associate with a story. These are the kind of prompts that can be used with narrative text. With expository texts, you could ask, you could generate a list of things students know about the topic before reading, and then after reading, put a check mark next to those things described in the text. You could ask students to use a comparison chart or Venn diagram to compare and contrast a concept or construct from the text to a concept or construct from their lives. Or, given a concept or construct from the text, ask students to identify ways in which it is manifest in their lives. Given a concept or construct from the text, ask students to identify similar concepts or constructs in their own lives and experiences. Or ask students to describe how they would apply the concept or construct. Now these are kind of general because I don't know the text that you are having students read. But hopefully, right now, you are making connections with this podcast. Hopefully, you are seeing how these ideas reflect what you are currently doing. Or perhaps this podcast prompted some ideas for how you might help students to make personal connections with what they read. If so, my job is done here. Remember, when you read, it's all about you. And when your students read, it's all about them.